still need to make transformations to the system, I am absolutely determined to make sure that we continue to make those improvements to keep all of our children safe. That is the Minister of Children and Family Development, Mitzi Dean, except we know that that's not what that's not what is happening, don't we? Because children are not being kept safe in the system. We have the horrific case where we know one child was beaten to death, another was critically injured. I mean, that did lead to jail sentences. But in audits that happened in the area to look into the files of caseworkers and social workers who'd worked there, we also find out that social work teams had not made any of the necessary visits to check on children in at least 14 foster care placements. Like we're talking no paperwork that was done at all. And this is an audit that came as a result of the horrific abuse and death of the two children in that Chilliwack home. So you can understand why a lot of people, including me, have kind of lost patience with this situation that we think this is just talk at this point and we need to see real and significant changes made at the ministry. And one of the other people who has been calling for that is our next guest, Adam Olson, BC Green Party MLA for Saanich North. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Yeah, thank you for the invitation. Now, why do you think a resignation at the very top here will make a difference? Well, you know, I think that uh, basically the, the point needs to be made that there's accountability in this ministry and uh, firing uh, frontline workers and, and blaming them for the, the failure of the ministry uh, and thinking you can just move along and, and there's nothing else to be seen there uh, is wrong. Uh, the BCNDP and their former uh, role as the um, members of the opposition Uh, demanded exactly the same of the former minister under very, very similar circumstances. And what we see here is two sets of standards, one set of standards that they held uh, everybody else accountable and two, and one set of standards that they're prepared to, uh, that the BC NDP is prepared to hold themselves accountable to. The the reality is, is that unless the, the people in the ministry see that there's accountability and it lands at the feet of the minister and the minister's uh, senior staff in that ministry, the deputy minister and so on, uh, then it's just business as usual. And that's the message uh, that gets sent. And business as usual in this ministry is um, costing lives. And it's, uh, it's, it's, um, it's absurd that this premier hasn't done anything. So you're like we're talking about trickle down, making sure that everyone on the front lines understands that everyone's job is at stake here. Uh, because what we saw in this audit, and I encourage people to read the story at tie.ca, is that they're not even doing basic paperwork. Did that shock you when you read that? Uh, I, I wish I could say that it that uh, stories like this shock me from this ministry, but it, it doesn't. This is uh, there is a, a level of systemic rot. Uh, in this ministry that um, continues to be uh, allowed to exist. Uh, I think that, um, yeah, absolutely, uh, the message needs to be sent that everybody uh, in the system is accountable, including a minister, Uh, a minister who is, uh, to this date, only been prepared to be the, as I said in question period last week, the chief apologist for this ministry. Um, When you have have, um, ministry officials scrambling out to a house uh, to do a, a, a visit to find that it's inappropriate only after uh, the fact, that is, as, as you pointed out, wrong. You know? And so uh, that's what's allowed to continue to persist as long as there's nobody uh, being held accountable at the, at the highest levels here. And so, again, I, I think 
it's really important to point out that in their former lives, the BC NDP understood mm-hmm. the standards that needed to be set. And they, they, were, they were prepared to stand up and yell and scream about it uh, when they were in opposition. And they're totally uh, unprepared to hold themselves to that same standard. I mean, that is and, very true. I remember doing a lot of those stories, right? With report exactly. after report from the representative children and youth and nothing ever seems to change. That's, that's also my frustration with this too. Nothing ever seems to change. No, John Horgan said it himself. The minister is responsible. You know, when, when parents willfully neglect their children, the, the government steps in. Uh, and removes those children from care and uh, from the care of those parents and then puts them into the care of the government. And when the government doesn't uh, uh, take the appropriate care for those children, when the government neglects those children, when the minister neglects those children, and now when the premier, without taking the actions that, uh, that he needs to take, is also neglecting those children, we have a real, real deeply seated problem in this in this province. Uh, this ministry has been this way for decades. We need transformational change. The minister claims that that's what she's doing. However, she's not here to answer for it on the radio. She's not here to answer for it other than when she gets asked uh, in question period. Uh, and um, and so there's a, a complete and total lack of leadership here. How do we create that accountability for, for someone to take over and say, okay, that's it. Enough is enough. We don't want these headlines. We don't want this to happen anymore to kids. Where does that accountability start? Uh, it starts with the premier, uh, and it moves very quickly to the to the minister. Um, you know, and and it, it's the it's the it's the message that gets sent uh, through the minister to the to the deputy minister. And you, you know, um, in this in this scenario, we've had the same uh, leadership uh, there for for a very long time in the ministry. Uh, lots of claims of transformation, and yet uh, we continue to see uh, these reports with with. Uh, shockingly low results. You know, I, I think uh, some of these numbers, you know, under the claims of, of there being transformational change happening in this ministry, uh, we're seeing numbers uh, go down, not go up. And so we're, we're seeing worse and worse results uh, from a ministry that's claiming that it's uh, engaged in, in transforming its practices. And uh, we continue to see uh, children die in the care of, of the minister we see we continue to see children go missing while in the care of this minister. Uh, we continue to see reports from the representative of children and youth uh, that uh, you know, that are embarrassing for a minister that is claiming to be changing the system. And so uh, we need to have somebody who's in the job that's uh, serious about uh, about uh, changing the system and serious about making sure that the most vulnerable children in our society, the children who have been let down by everybody, uh, have somebody that's there to look after them and that that has a system that is prepared uh, to show up when it's uh, required to show up and, and and do the paperwork when the paperwork's required to be done. You know, this was an audit report of uh, one uh, office uh, in uh, the East Fraser Valley but I can tell you that part of the frustration that I experience, part of the frustration that you've experienced reporting on this, is that this isn't um, just you know one office uh, in one part of the province. We when when we talk about this this ministry, we get messages from all across the province, people that are exasperated that the exact same uh, culture exists in those offices. So. So part of the, the call for a, a new minister and a new deputy minister, new leadership here is about 
finding somebody who is prepared to change the culture of this this organization uh, so that it is oriented around the protection uh, of children. That That's exactly what John Horgan said when he questioned the former minister demanding her resignation. He said, we need a minister that's prepared to look out for the children, not the institution. That's a direct quote. And that's the same standard that I'm holding this minister to. And that is the exact same standard that I'm holding Premier David Eby to. All right. Well, I, I hope to hear more about this so we can keep this in the headlines until some change really does happen. But thank you very much for your time this morning. I agree. Thank you very much. That's Adam Olson, BC Green Party MLA for Saanich North. How do you create that accountability? When you have an entire office where nobody was doing paperwork, nobody was doing home checks on children who are in foster care, that's more than one person. That's that's a lot of people who thought it was acceptable to not do the job, to not even do the paperwork. Like, where was the manager? Where was the person above that manager saying, listen, where's your paperwork? How come, like, you can't just do that, right? There's an awful lot of people who turned a blind eye in that situation. And I just, how do you get to that point where so many people thought that that was an okay way of doing things or just thought, well, well, whatever, everybody else is doing it too. I don't understand that. When you're talking about children's lives being at stake, I don't know how you get to that point. Uh, And I would love to hear from you on this because we are trying to keep this story in the news until we see some some serious change happening. Simi at cknw.com.